0: Today's sermon is titled, 24's, 3 R's, the 3 R's we need for 2024, the 3 R's we need to look back at in 2023. So we are to what? Remember who? God, right? We are to reflect on God, and we are to be renewed by who? God. So the 3 R's are remember, reflect, and renew. All right. Turn to Psalm 77. That's where we're going to be this morning. So, as you're turning, down, I want to ask ourselves these three questions. What are we to remember? Right? And we already begin to answer it, right? We're to remember God. Is it easy to forget God? It is, isn't it? It's easy to lose perspective, Uh, it's easy to lose reality and forget God. What are we to reflect on? Oh, how, not what, sorry. That makes a difference. Uh, what? How are we to reflect? How are we to reflect on God? We need to reflect correctly because we can reflect poorly. I've done that many, many times. doesn't help me. Where do we find renewal? And we only find that in God, right? Satisfy me with your love. All right, Psalm 77, verse 1. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. Here we have the psalmist doing the first step of lament, which is to turn to God. He's turning to God. He's not turning to drugs. He's not turning to alcohol. He's not turning to video games. He's not turning to food. He's turning to who? God. Where do we need to turn? We need to turn to God. And lament as I've talked about before and I'm going to reiterate, has th- four movements that we do when we lament. We turn to God. That's the first thing. The second thing is we're honest with God about how we are feeling. Now, are all feelings accurate? Often, no. Sometimes they are, but often, no. They're not accurate. But we still let God know how we feel. It's so important. Not because God doesn't know But because if you repress those emotions and those feelings, they ruin you, okay? We are not meant to be damned or stuffed up and enclosed, right? We're meant to flow. Now, emotions have to go. They need to flow. You dam them up, they come out sometime. They just come out when you don't want them to come out, right? And God is the one safe place. The one safe place where you can be as emotional as you want to be or as you need to be. That's, that's what God has done. Okay? So, torn to God. Make your complaint. That's what lament means is complain. Then you trust or you remember what God has done. You see what I mean? You tr- and then the last step, so remembering or recounting what God has done, thinking about the truth of the situation, Right? And then you do the last step, which is trust. Trust God with whatever you are lamenting, opening hands. Oftentimes we're lamenting something because we've grabbed onto it. We're we're trying to control our space, our reality, our our thoughts, right, our relationships. So verse 1, turn to God. Cry aloud to God. In the day of my trouble I seek the Lord. In the night my hand is stretched out without weary. My soul refuses to be comforted. Now here he has a different memory of God. Right When I remember God, I moan. (laughs) When I meditate, my spirit faints. Sometimes we get all turned around. And God instead the ally that he is, if God is for us then, who can be against us? But if sometimes in our own lives and in our emotions, we get turned upside down, don't we? And we think God is uh, against us, right? And that he is up there just orchestrating everything to make us miserable. Ever been there? Been there. That's not who God is. That's a lie that's coming from your flesh and coming from the evil one. So what are we to remember? We are to remember God. Remember God. Yet how we remember God is important, right? Because here's he, I remember God. And then he's like, yeah, God is like stomping me into the ground, right? That's what you're thinking about God. Is that correct? No. But God shows his own love toward us in that while we were sinners, Christ. Died for us, that's the God we serve. That's God's intentions towards us. For those who believe, so it's important to know how to remember God. And the psalmist here is not re- remembering God correctly, is he? It's distorted, and what has distorted it? His perception. Right, His perception of his reality, his emotions, are part of that distortion, aren't they? He continues in this vein of distorted emotions. And it's not wrong to have distorted emotions. It's just not healthy to stay there forever, right? So this is what lament is for, is to purge or to clean out distorted emotions and to re- Emotions emotions with the facts of what God has done. You hold my eyelids open. <laughs> I'm so troubled, I cannot speak. So in other words, God's remo- he sees God as removing sleep from him, right? I consider the days of old, the years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a diligent search. And he begins to ask himself a series of questions. And sometimes, if we are in a bad funk and our emotions have gone awry, we will answer these incorrectly. Will God, will the Lord spawn me forever and never again be favorable? The answer is what, church? No, <laughs> right? But if you're going to answer that yes, you're going to be in a world of horror, aren't you? A world of insecurity. His steadfast love forever, has his steadfast love forever ceased. What's the answer, church? No, it hasn't. Are his promises at an end for all time? What's the answer? Say it with me. No. Has God forgotten to be gracious? No. Has he in anger shut up his compassion? No. No. This is not reality, but this is how he feels. Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, we've all felt that way. And it's important when we feel that way to be honest that that's how we feel when we talk to God. God's going to be a He understands. He knows that you are frail and that you are about dust and that you are emotional. He created you that way. Did you know that? He created your emotions. Think about that. I, some days I wish he hadn't. But he did. And they're a gift. Right? So we need to learn how to manage them and express them. And God is the one safe place to pour out our hearts in honesty. And like the woman who is caught in adultery, he says to you, Where are your accusers? Go and sin no more you know because oftentimes i don't think we want to come before god with the rawness of us right because we don't think that he will what accept us forgive us but he says that i have cast your sins as far as the east is from the west all your sins past present and future are what forgiven amen So we all go through seasons of feeling like we are forgotten, don't we? We forget God's reality. Oftentimes when we feel like we're forgotten, God has not forgotten us. God has not distanced himself from us. We have forgotten him. We have forgotten his reality the reality that shapes us, that forms us, that we really are called to walk in and be in all the time. Are verses 4 through 9 the reality that God has for us? No. No, he hasn't forgotten us. His love is never ending, right? His grace is always there, grace upon grace, mercy upon mercy for each of us. So he hasn't forgotten us. So how do we find God's reality for us. How do we engage in that? Because there's so many other things pressing in on us, so many other things that seem like valid realities, especially when our emotions are entangled and wrapped up in them, right? And it's hard to unweave all that and just sit in God's reality of what God has done in the situation. And the thing is, is God's reality doesn't necessarily change your circumstances, But it does change your perspective of your circumstances. And it does change your expectations of your circumstances. Because oftentimes when we're not in God's reality, we've lost his perspective and we've made false expectations upon God. So the psalmist makes a choice. He says, then Said, I will appeal to this. I will appeal to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will what, church? Remember. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. So, this remembering is so important. It's the first step to stepping into God's reality to remember the deeds of old to remember his wonders now there's lots of wonders we can remember in scripture itself isn't there it's just loaded with them and and those are good ones to remember but i would encourage you and i want you to start thinking as i start to go forward cuz you're going to be asked i want you to remember the deeds that he's done in your life personally to remember those deeds those instances of faithfulness. Those instances of provision. And to have those, to be able to call those to mind and say, he was faithful then, therefore he will be faithful now. To have them ready to be remembered. Bella loves to make rainbows, and she writes them out remembering his I will ponder all your work and meditate on all your mighty deeds. So not now only is he remembering, but now he's pondering, he's meditating. In other words, reflecting, thinking deeply about what God has done in the past and allowing that to feed into what God is doing in my present and what he will do in my future. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like our God? No other God is great like our God. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your might among the peoples. With your arm redeemed, with your arm redeemed, your people. Redeemed, meaning to buy them back from Satan, from sin. You've been redeemed confess Jesus as Lord, you are redeemed. And it says the children of Jacob, Joseph. And then the psalmist wants us to think about that, to reflect on that. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness? Exodus 15, 11-13 awesome and glorious deeds, doing wonders. You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed him. You have led in your, what? Steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to where? The holy abode, to his presence. And in his presence, there is renewal. In his presence, there is joy. In the midst of your trial and in the midst of your struggle, his presence can be there and it can bring you joy and it will bring you renewal. The psalmist shows us how it's by remembering correctly what God has done, and in remembering correctly, we need to accept God's reality. God's reality. And the reality is that God is working in everything in your life. Everything. And that God chooses, and I don't know why He does this, but God chooses to take horrific things and use them in good ways. That's what God does, that's the business He's in. And that's part of what I need to do to change my perspective. Expectation because what my perspective and my unspoken expectation often is is I want everything to be hunky dory, right? No raves, no rocking, no sick, no nothing. I just want it to be great, right? You there? Know? That's that's like a lie. <laughs> that's not the way God works, that's not God's reality. And oftentimes when we want God to ha- match that reality, how do we become mad at God because that's not happening? Yeah, I'd be the first to admit that. So we need to accept God's methods, God's reality in the situation. Tozo writes, God is real. Amen? Yeah. He is real in the absolute and the final sense that nothing else is. Think about that. Without God... Nothing else exists. He's the original aider of all realness, right? All other reality is contention upon his. The great reality is God, the author of what of that law and department d- dependent reality which makes up the sum of created things, including ourselves. We're created. I just I, I want to make sure you know that right? Don't forget that we are created beings and God has created our reality. And yet God shapes his reality and forms all reality through the lens of redemption. Redemption of us, redemption of the world. And that is what God calls us to step into, to have that perspective, to long for new heavens, and a new earth, to let the kingdom of God be more important, or at least top priority, than the kingdom we build here ourselves. God has objective existence, independent of and apart from any notion which we may have concerning Him. We like to try to project our realities or our Perceived reality, or what we want to be reality on who? On God. And then we get mad at him when he does not, what? Shape our reality in the way we want it to be shaped. Right? And then that gives opportunity for cement. The worshiping heart does not create its object. Oftentimes, our hearts want to create an object of what life should look like, and that's what we worship. Therefore, that's why we get upset at God when things don't go the way we want them to go. Does that make sense? So God is the only object of true worship, right? And we, our hearts can't create God because He is the center of all reality. The heart, it finds Him here when it wakes up from its mortal slumber in the morning of its regeneration meaning that when you speak the words that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are regenerated, you are made alive, and you have stepped into newness of life, and you no longer have the eyes or the perspective of the old man. You have been given a new one, one that sees God in his reality. And yet we have to choose that reality daily, sometimes moment by moment, depending on how our day is going. Our reality does not come from our circumstances or how our circumstances shape how we are feeling. Our reality comes from God. Namely, his work in the cross made personal to us through the events in our lives. The cross is the lens that shapes all of God's reality for us because it is a reality of redemption. And I want you to remember, is the cross a a warm, fuzzy thing? Is the cross look like a good thing? No. The cross is a horrific way to die. You suffocate to death. It's long. It's drawn out. It's horrific. And yet Jesus did that for you, and for me, for the whole world, so that he could redeem all of us. So right now, I know that each of us have things going on in our lives that are not fun, they're not pretty, they're hard. And I know that there's been times in your life where you're like, Why? You oppress me. (laughs) Why are you doing this? And I want to give you the opportunity today to help start to realign your mind to say not why but how how are you working what are you doing I trust you in it because I know that you take evil things and make them work for good things in my life because that's the redemptive power of God And I encourage you to take some time right now to share with us so we can be encouraged. What has God done for you in 2023? He kept us alive. He kept us alive. That's a pretty basic. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Life is good that God has... Giving life and Franklin at ninety-two is praising the Lord that he's got another day. Claudette. Yeah. Yeah. So Claudette had a major back uh, injury and surgery, and he he she's being healed and, and on a road to recovery. Praise the Lord. And and God did that. He met her in that bad thing and worked through it. Lynn. Yeah, yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah, Lynn got a pacemaker and got the drugs out of her body that was messing her up. Heather. Awesome. So uh, Heather's sister rededicated her life to Christ and is looking to be baptized. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I look out here and I see people who've been faithful They were here in 2022. They're here in 2023. I praise God for that. I look out here and I see new faces that came in 2023. And I praise God for that because he is faithful. And I think of the different outreaches the church has done, right? And how the gospel has gone forth in Papa, the men's shootout, the women's, uh, uh uh-oh. What? The ladies' night out. Yeah so many things, right, of how he's faithful. I see this little four dog on my pew here, right, and I've been wanting a dog for a long time, and my wife was very gracious, but said, no, I don't want a beagle, and I said, well, I want a beagle, but I don't want one. And I was like, okay, I guess we will get a beagle, because we got to be unified, and then Three or four Sundays ago, I used the dog-puppy thing as something I wished for, something that I wanted, but it wasn't sure. It wasn't steadfast like hope. The hope that we have in Jesus is sure and steadfast. And God was like, oh, you silly boy. <laughs> and he said, you know, I'll give you a dog. And so he walked it out. I wasn't looking for Mini Austrian Shepherd. I was looking for a puppy, but somebody else I knew got a puppy. And then I showed the pictures of the puppy to my wife, and she was like, oh, that was kind of cute. I guess I could get that. You could get that dog. (laughs) If they still have any, and so they did. And so I got the dog, and I named him Yoshiahu. Yoshiahu means God gives. God provides. You don't have to call him Yoshiahu. You can call him Yoshi, which still means gift. God is good. And in the midst of your trial, and in the midst of your difficulty, he is walking. And what did he do before that? Before 2023, before 2022, before 2021, right? 2,000 years ago, what did he do? He died on the cross for your sin. All of it, past, present, and future. All covered by the blood. And then he didn't stay dead. Oh, no. We got a a tomb up here. He rose from the dead. Amen. He rose from the dead and he is alive. And And walking. And heaven's gates are open wide. Because he is alive. And we have the opportunity and the privilege of walking into the very presence of God to receive grace and mercy to help in our time of need. Wow! We need to remember that. We need to reflect on that and find renewal in the presence of God. Many of you already have called them to mind, and I encourage you to. Continue to call them to mind. In the midst of the trouble you're in right now, continue to look to the Lord, to call him to mind. And when we call them to mind, we reflect on them. In Psalm 72, 12, it says, I will ponder all your work and meditate on our, on your mighty deeds. We choose. This is the important part. We choose to reflect on what God has done. It doesn't come naturally. (laughs) We have to make the choice. Naturally comes that I just sit there and throw a tantrum. That's what the natural is, right? A couple of Sundays ago, I talked about self talk, right? That self talk should be remembering and reflecting on what God has done, not. Yeah? You know what I mean, don't you? And we've all seen the fruit of that. This brings us into God's reality. When we remember and we reflect, we begin to step into God's reality out of our own delusion. Because oftentimes we live in a delusion of missed expectations and missed uh, perspectives. And into his gracious presence will we find true renewal. Because in the presence of God is renewal. 77.16 says, Then the waters saw you, O God. When the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. Now, this psalm is speaking of two things. The first thing is the crossing of the Red Sea. Okay? That's the first thing it's crossing. But in a bigger picture, it's talking about chaos, the, the undoneness of life, the, the, the brokenness of this world. When the brokenness of the world, sees God, what does it do? It trembles. It, it's afraid. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. We have some pretty magnificent thunderstorms here, don't we, uh, in Illinois? And we see some big thunderheads and even get some tornadoes sometimes, right? But God, and, and usually they can bring some pretty big destruction, right? And here it's saying the clouds pour out water, the s- yours is on every side. Of Who's in the storm? God's in the storm. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea. Your path great waters. You were, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. So we find renewal amidst the storming waters of chaos. Why? Because, oops, because God's reality is to work this chaos for our eternal good and his glory. The t- chaos trembles at him. It, it cannot undo you, for you are a child of God. And if you're not a child of God, then today's an awesome time to become a child of God. And it's really simple. Confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. The chaos waters of the Red Sea were not too great for God. The chaos waters of your life are not too great for him either. He walked through them in 2023, and he will continue to walk through them in 2024. I encourage you to grab onto that. Believe that. Change that perspective. So will you join him in his reality, in his place of renewal? We find renewal amidst the thunderstorms of life, trusting he is walking even though we don't see it. We don't see his footsteps. Yet he walked in 2023. He's walking now, and he will be walking in 2024. The Weaver's poem illustrates God's reality well. If you haven't heard it, then I encourage you to look it up, write it down somewhere, and read it on a regular basis. It says goes like this: My life is but a weaving between my God and me. I cannot choose the colors, he weaveth steadily. Oft times he weaveth sorrow, and in foolish pride for, and I in foolish pride forget he sees the upper and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttles cease to fly, God unroll the canvas and reveal the reason why. The dark threads are as needful in the weafel's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. He knows, he loves, he cares. Nothing this truth can dim, he gives the very best to those who leave the choice to him. We find renewal, when we leave the choice to him. when we say, "I am going to align myself with your reality and I choose to rest in you." God, through His word, empowered by the Spirit, is leading each of us. Will we follow Him and find renewal in our lives? When we make that choice each time, the waves of chaos come upon us. I pray that we do. So the three R's for 2023 and 2024 are remember, reflect, and renewal. May we take these three words and apply them in the coming year. We'll, maybe we we'll reflect on what God has done Remember God, remember Him correctly, reflect on what He has done, and we be renewed by Him. May this be a goal, and part of that is being in the world, being in fellowship, encouraging one another to love and good deeds as we see His day.